everyone, and welcome to another episode of Operations Avenue. Um, we are recording this as a special bonus episode um, due to the recent events around the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, we know most of you guys have moved to online classes, and there's a lot of questions that you have, so we wanted to record this just to give some answers. Um, want to also apologize for the quality of this. We are all calling in because we are working from home as well, um, but we wanted to make sure that we got this out to you guys to give you the most resources as possible. So my name is Amber Hambach, and with me I have Coral Peterson and Alec Moran. So to start off, um, some of the places that you can go to for some resources is we've added a web page on our website akci.org forward slash COVID-19 forward slash. And then we also are posting in the community updates about this. You could ask questions in there if you have any concerns. Also reaching out to your resource coordinator, CERC at akci.org, or reaching out to your regional director if you need any assistance. Um, but at this time, with all the recent changes, our number one priority is just for your safety. Um, definitely follow any directives that your universities are giving you um, with not meeting on campuses any longer. We're working on the assumption that most universities will be online for the remainder of the semester, so we aren't recommending that you postpone many events as most of the universities are continuing um, their online courses at this time. But as far as minimum standards are concerned, the fraternity is willing to accommodate accordingly. Rather than approach every minimum standard as a list of requirements that are enforced, our goal for each chapter is to provide continuity and engagement given the circumstances. For the Constitution, the chapter is required to hold two chapter meetings per month. This policy has been suspended. However, we do recommend that you utilize virtual meetings if the chapter is able to and resources are available. If video conferencing tools aren't available by your university, you can contact your regional director or your CERC to get information on utilizing Kappa size Zoom licensing. If you aren't able, able to do those, I would also recommend that you just send out paper chapter minutes. That way, the rest of your chapter is aware of what the executive board and your committees are working on. For recruitment, especially for quarter schools, the Constitution says that you have to hold two initiations. This policy has been suspended since recruitment can't be held at this time. And deadlines for the chapter success plan and reflection report, the, those deadlines are currently remaining the same. However, if they need to be adjusted, please reach out to us and let us know what assistance you need for those. And for reference, the chapter success plan is currently due May 15th. The bridge syllabus is also due May 15th, and then the reflection reports are due May 1st for semester schools and June 1st for quarter schools. And then, Amber, if you can speak a little bit about pledging for everybody. Yeah, so I know I've gotten a lot of questions about pledging, um, assuming Coral and probably Alec even have also. Um, so just going to go down a couple questions that we've got so far. Um, so you guys can postpone your pledging process until the fall. So we're kind of, just as a general guideline, recommending 
that if you haven't completed at least half of your pledge program, so that would be up until the midterm interview, that you should just plan on pushing that to the fall. So you can either do that um, like as soon as the fall semester starts with that group, or they could also join in at the same time as the fall 2020 pledges. Um, so they could either just start over with that pledge class or just join in, you know, at the module or whatever event that they left off at in the spring. Um, if you're more than halfway done, we're recommending that you continue virtually with the rest of the pledge process. Um, so again, these are just guidelines. Like we understand each situation is different for each chapter. Um, so it's kind of the ultimate decision is with you and your e-board. So you can discuss which one you would rather do. Um, I know there's some chapters that would prefer to just get it all done. There's some that would want to do everything in person. So those are just kind of like our guidelines for that. Um, you also can initiate the pledges early. Um, so if the majority of your pledge process has already been completed, um, so if you've already completed your midterm interview, that's over halfway, we're recommending that you initiate them early if you are able to. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit more about that later. So if you're deciding to go ahead with the virtual method um, and you get to midterm interviews, those can be done online through a virtual means, um, Zoom or Skype. We have some of the licensed Zoom accounts if you need, you know, longer than 40 minutes for them. Um, so again, like Coral said, if you have options you could use through your university, um, look into those. Um, just we don't have, we only have like a certain amount of Zoom accounts for the premium account. Um, so if you're able to use another means, go ahead and do that first. Um, but if you need something else, please just let us know. You can reach out to your RD, you can reach out to me or Coral, um, and we'll get you set up with something like that. Uh, just the entire chapter doesn't have to be on those virtual calls. Um, it's just a panel. So if that's something you're worried about, getting enough people like on a virtual call, you don't have to have your entire chapter. Um, you also don't have to do all of the interviews at one time. You can set up a schedule to sign up um, for when each pledge wants to go through their interview. That would also help, you know, just with the virtual method, um, just, you know, internet connection and everything like that and just the time that you have to spend. So you can set up a schedule for each pledge to sign up. And then the other thing is that everyone should already have a community account, uh, and this is just a good way to keep everyone updated, you know, during this these interviews. Um, you can just make sure everyone is updated on the progress of everything. So if you are using the virtual method to go through your pledge program when you get to the fraternal exam, so obviously, in the facilitator guide, that was supposed to be an in-person event. However, the exam and password is all online, so your pledge educator can send that link and password to the pledges, um, and then they can report their score. So you can also do the 
both an anthem virtually. You can um, you can add this to your midterm interview, or you can just set up a different time to go through it. So another thing that you know I just want to say about that is integrity is one of our values. Um, so it should just kind of be put out there to the pledges that they should be honest about their scores. Um, this is obviously like a weird circumstance for everyone. So I'm hoping that, you know, the pledges would be honest about what their scores would be. And I hope you guys put that trust in them too. So if you have any pledges that were on a pledge improvement plan, um, this is just something that your pledge educator, your VP membership, um, you guys would need to talk about with your executive board, meet with the pledges, you know, virtually through a phone call, um, just to modify those plans and make different accommodations. So, again, if you need, you know, if there's anything that you guys need help with about those, you can reach out to us and we can walk you through that. Um, but just since this is a different situation, there might be some modifications that would need to be made for that. So Alec is going to walk you guys through the Court of Honor and Initiation Rituals. So with the Court of Honor and Initiation Rituals, um, the both of them are separate ceremonies. So yes, usually in normal circumstances, they're done either on the same day or very close together. Um, in this case, we're going to take them as two separate activities. So keep that in mind as we're going through these. Uh, so the Court of Honor ritual can be done um, virtually because they are presentations. So again, utilize the video conference call options that you have and schedule them just like sort of like you, how you schedule the midterm interviews. Um, if you had to do those virtually, um, same sort of process there, um, just with this case being presentations from your pledges. Um, again, the presentations are not required to be all done on the same day or the same time, um, and the entire chapter isn't required to be present. So that should help you plan out your scheduling for the Court of Honor rituals. Another thing with Court of Honor is that after this ritual, you usually do a vote. Um, mostly this vote is ceremonial but it is written in our governing documents that you do a vote after Court of Honor. So for this, you can utilize online surveys or online tools to do pledge voting. I'm sure many chapters do this regularly um, during regular operations, so just keep that in mind as you are going through these new setups that you can still use many of the same things that you usually do. So how do we initiate our pledges early? Um, to initiate your pledges early, all you need to collect the initiation fees first. Um, just like with any other fee, you want to make sure that you have the fee before you do the ceremony. This is the same for pledge fees. Um, so in this case, make sure that you collect all of the initiation fees for your new initiates before you do the initiation. After you've done the collection, please change their status and chapter slot from pledge to collegiate. This will report them for the semester and they can receive their membership certificate and pin. And we will work on, um, as the Heritage Center, putting in a process for 
how to get these certificates and pins shipped out at a later point in time um, so that everybody receives them, probably most likely in the fall. Um, if you have any, if you need any assistance in collecting dues, let the fraternity know, um, and the pledges can make a payment online through our member payment center. Um, and our chapter spot also has the ability to do payments to your individual chapter accounts, and then you can pay us from those chapter accounts. However, um, we know that some chapters are running into issues where you have accounts through the university, and the Hair Center is happy to work with you on figuring out how to do payments as well as just financial planning in general for the chapter. So if you're initiating your pledges early, how do they complete the remaining education modules? To your question, um, many of the education model, modules can be done virtually after initiation by the pledge educators. The reason why we're asking you guys to initiate them early is to get these pledges on the books um, during this time. It gives pledges a bit of stability that they aren't just left in limbo as um, they're not quite members of the fraternity, what's going to happen next. It gives them the stability that they do have a group um, that they are joining. So education modules can be done after initiation by the pledge educators. If those virtual meetings are not an option, the chapter is recommended to invite those new members to participate in the educational modules with the fall pledge class. So if it is easier on the chapter or you believe that it could be done better in person, um, like Amber said before, inviting them to the fall pledge class modules that they missed from the spring can also be done. Um, it puts less work on the chapter itself because you will be doing uh, the same modules anyways in the fall, so you will just have two separate groups going through those at the same time. If we can't um, wait until the fall to initiate our pledges because the chapter um, needs that membership or you have pledges to graduating in the spring. So the biggest thing here is when we say initiating them now, we mean collecting the initiation fee and changing their status in chapter spot. The initiation ceremony itself is a formal process and we're not requiring that these members go through it at this time as well as the ceremony is a private ritual, so it can't be done virtually. If you do require spring initiation, um, you can go through the initiating the pledges without this in-person ceremony, um, again, collecting their fees and changing their status and chapter spot. That will make them a collegiate member um, and let the CERC know if you need any assistance going through this process. Like I said before, the initiation ceremony should not be done virtually. It is a private ritual, um, and online ceremonies are not permitted. I don't think many chapters are in this boat, but I will say that we do have some chapters who still have not gone to online yet um, for the remainder of the semester is that you can push it to a time where it can be conducted in person only if you haven't, if your school has not gone to a full full semester virtual. 
Um, when you do this, I would suggest demonstrating the fraternity grip without shaking hands, limiting those in attendance at the ritual, um, and chapters with larger play classes should not initiate should initiate pledges in smaller groups. Again, this is if your school has does come back at some point this term, um, and you'll probably still have restrictions. But this is only if your school has not said that you're going virtual for the remainder of the semester. I would say this is this is not the option um, for most universities. So most of you will postpone the initiation ceremony for the fall. Um, the chapter can either do this in the early fall with CFS, um, or you can participate in the fall pledge classes initiation ceremony. So sort of along the same lines as including the spring pledges with your fall pledges in their educational modules, you can also include them in the initiation ceremony for the pledge class um, to help the chapter plan. That covers the remainder of the pledge period. Um, there are two other rituals that we know that many chapters celebrate. That is the installation of officers ritual and the graduating senior ritual. Both of these are public rituals and can be done virtually. So with the installation of chapter officers, you'll do this with your current and new executive board members and chapter attendance is optional. Again, this is mostly limited by how many people you can have on these virtual platforms. Um, the ritual can be pushed to the beginning of the fall if you would like to do this in person. Uh, what we do ask is that you make sure that your new executive board members are recorded online. Um, that's the most important part, to make sure that we are communicating with the best individuals for the chapter leadership going forward. So again, public ritual, um, it can be done online, chapter attendance is optional, and the only thing we ask you not to do in this is wear your ritual robes because it would be done virtually in public. But the senior, graduating senior ceremony, um, again, another public ritual can be done with all of the current seniors. And um, it's, this ritual, this ritual cannot be done online. It's not required to be done. It is, I know, a tradition for many chapters, so um, many chapters might be looking for this to happen, which is fine. Just keep that in mind. Please update the member to alumni status no matter what um, to make sure that we have an updated record of these members. Again, please don't wear your ritual robes for the graduating senior ceremony since it is a public ritual. The fraternity at this time is considering conducting a fraternity-wide online ceremony for all graduating seniors later in the spring. So uh, we will keep you updated to see if that is possible in the future, but just keep that in mind. So with both of these, um, the biggest things are making sure that you can do these rituals. They are public rituals. You won't be wearing your ritual robes for those. And make sure that you report your officers and report your alumni um, are key in both of these. 
And then just some general um, tips and tricks for Zoom. If you are having a smaller meeting, maybe it's a committee meeting or the executive board, I would recommend that you utilize the free version of Zoom that you can sign up for. That allows up to 100 people on the call and up to 40 minutes. Um, that way, you don't have to go through other people to schedule those. You can do those more last minute. You can also use that if you just want to call up one of your brothers to have a quick call while you're eating breakfast or work on some of your online schoolwork together. Um, and then when you have, if you have a larger chapter, my biggest recommendation would be to have a, all the brothers that aren't currently presenting in the meeting or speaking to mute themselves. And if they have a discussion topic to bring up, to put that into the chat on the Zoom call. That way, it'll be a little bit easier for the president to control the room during those meetings and make sure you're still able to have a good meeting and actually get things done. And then in the Zoom chat, we could also put links to any online forms you're using to vote during meetings. Does anyone else have any tips or tricks they want to add? So I just wanted to add on when you're talking about doing a lot of the virtual things for the pledge process, I know that can be overwhelming. If you need, you can break up, for example, the if the pledges need to recite the creed and anthem, have them do that, have them like FaceTime their big brothers to do that. Um, and the big brothers can tell the pledge educators um, that their that their pledges um, did that part. That way, the pledge educators aren't taking it all on themselves to do all of these virtual things, but other members of the chapter can also help um, with these virtual meetings. We also want to mention that the MyAKFED community is the hub for all of the members, um, as well as updates as we continue through this time of uh, virtual and social distancing. So we want to make sure that you guys can access this both um, wherever you are. So log on to the community. All of the instructions are located on the website that Coral said earlier at hfi.org slash COVID-19 or slash um, those instructions are at the bottom of the page. If you need password assistance, please email the ERC at aksi.org and we can set you up for a reset email. Um, all of the information that we'll be releasing about where the fraternity is going in this time will be available here and um, as well as resources for you as chapter leaders or your chapter members are also available on the site. So um, if you need something to do while you are at home virtually and change up your day, feel free to take a look at the community also because we have learning plans in there for our chapter officers as well as information and forums that you can engage with other um, members of the fraternity. So just a quick message that we here at the Heritage Center and your volunteers are all here to make sure that all everybody is healthy and happy and that we're all here to support each other. So please, even though your chapters are probably not operating 
at the full capacity right now. Make sure you're checking on your brothers. It doesn't hurt to have to FaceTime someone, like Laurel said. If you if you're working on homework together, that's great. Um, there's so many ways that we can still connect with each other, even though we can't be there in person. So keep in mind that your chapters are not only for your in-person events and meetings, but also as a support group through tough times like this. So we will be, as um, your fraternity leadership, discussing different ways that we can help chapters engage with each other virtually, as well as just members in general engaging and supporting each other. So keep an eye out for those. Um, not only are we giving you guys suggestions for operations, but we'll also be hopefully giving you resources just in general to keep um, your mental health and physical health in mind at this time. I just want to also put it out there that, like, we are reasonable people and we understand that this might not be your top priority at the moment. Um, a lot of you are being told you have to find a way back home, you can't go back to school. Um, so, like, please just know that we want you guys to put yourselves first right now and, like, your academics. Um, so any deadline that you're worried about meeting, like, we're not going to hold you to that as long as you just let us know, like, what's going on. Um, we're not, we don't want to, you know, get you guys in trouble if you're doing something that you're not sure if it's okay. Um, just make sure you're prioritizing your own mental health and the mental health of your brothers um, as well as the physical health. So as long as you guys aren't doing anything to put anybody in harm's way, you're probably not going to be in trouble with us. We understand this is a new situation that literally none of us have ever dealt with. So we're here to be as supportive as possible. So please just know anything that you feel overwhelmed by, just let us know. We can answer any questions um, to the best of our ability. We're also trying to work through this. So just keep us in the loop and just know that we want you guys to prioritize yourselves first before your chapter in this circumstance. So thank you guys for listening to this special episode of Operations Avenue. Um, if you have any questions, please reach out to CERC at AKSI.org. And we will talk to you next time. Stay healthy, everyone.